0: Welcome back to the latest episode of Across the Bifrost, and joining me now is my Wakanda partner, Pat Dunford, and we are going to do a box review. Pat, it's been a long time. Can you remember the last box set we reviewed?
1: Um, Was it the new core set? Does that I count? It,
0: uh, yeah, it's kind of anticlimactic. That's fine. I will, we'll go with that. Probably Okay, was that before, was so. like
1: four months ago, and then before that, I actually can't remember what the last box was. Was it something like Cosmic Ghost Rider? Was it really that long ago? I honestly don't remember. Did we even do
0: a Cosmic Ghostwriter review? Of
1: course, we do. We do everything. I so don't know if that's true. Yeah, it was. You know what? I'm gonna look back, and oh right. wow, I'm scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. Huh? You look it up. I'm gonna keep
0: talking today. We're gonna talk about Killmonger and King T'Challa, box three hundred four, the new Wakandans, and for sleeve or heave it, we wanted to cover all the previously existing wakanda cards of which there are four so we're going to talk wakanda forever vibranium shielding jabari chieftain and spirit of wakanata for our sleeve it or heave it pat did you figure out what box review we did last
1: yeah and you know what it was it was, was it a wakanda box review it was in baku and claw which was 35 weeks ago
0: that's good Yeah, i don't think we did a cosmic ghostwriter box
1: we did it was the week before
0: oh uh, okay
1: Okay. but yeah that just shows how long a gap we've had between releases right that it has been over six months since uh the last set and that set was also a Wakanda set all
0: right so Wakanda was one of those kind of like evergreen affiliations and they've just obviously recently gotten a lot more toys uh let's start with Wakanda forever which has long been one of the long been in contention for the best tactic card in the game. Uh, Active card, any number of Wakanan characters may pay one. Each character that did may immediately perform an attack with a cost of zero. Uh, This tactics card has kind of like defied time, right, Pat?
1: Yeah, this tactics card is sensational. It is just as amazing now as it always was, partly because so many of the Wakandans have really specifically powerful synergy with it, right? The fact that Black Panther on his activation can spend two power to re-roll attack dice with any number of attacks. Um, the fact that Killmonger can get extra dice on this with his activation. The fact that Shuri can get an extra push out of it that refunds the power she spent. Um, there's lots of really good uses for this card. Um, and it's one of those cards that you can play it on a single character for one power, and it's great. And then if you get in situations where multiple characters can make good attacks simultaneously, it feels really busted.
0: Yeah, do you still think this is the best card in the game?
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, cards are a little bit situational, like contextual, but this for me is one of the defining features of Wakanda. I would never leave home without it. And it gives me that happy kind of safe feeling that I also get with things like All Webbed Up, where I know while I still have this card available, I have a way out of any situation. Like I can make powerful plays and win the game or stay in a game where I'm behind because of this card. So I think it's definitely up there as one of the best.
0: Yeah, there's no, I mean, everything in this game is about context, but there's always going to be multiple opportunities where it's going to be a phenomenal card. So definitely sleeving this. Mm -hmm. Uh, Moving on to Vibranium Shielding. Uh, Again, an older card here for sure. Basically, you can get characters in vulnerability. Black Panther or Shuri may spend X. Note it says Black Panther. To play this card, X must be at least one and no more than five. This round characters, this round, this character and allied characters, while within X of the character gain invulnerability and its superpower, X is equal to the amount of power spent. So basically you create a bubble of invulnerability. What is invulnerability? Well, it's one damage reduction from damage from enemy effects to a minimum of one. So we've seen this in a few lists, Pat. How do you think this is aged though?
1: So I've always been a fan of this card, and I play it more often than most. And I think it's kind of playable but not amazing because the effect is really good, but oh, it's fiddly. It requires quite a lot of power from those specific models if you want to have it in a big area. Um, Both of those models have other really good ways to spend power. Black Panther can spend all the power he has offensively and Shuri can turn all her power into rerolls. So the opportunity cost is high. Having said that, Shuri can definitely generate the power to use this. And Black Panther doesn't mind just spending one power to have it only affect himself. So you can always use this card, but is it the best use of your power and the tactics card slot? It's tough because the Wakandan cards are really good. So I would never pick this over Wakanda forever but I do quite like it in situations where I'm expecting a central fight, where I can reasonably expect the damage reduction to apply to a lot of team members and for it to be really useful in that circumstance. So I would take this when my team plays on like Gamma Wave, for example, or Demons Downtown against a fighty team. But it's kind of a situational card for me. It's, I'm steaming it in my 10, but I'm not always taking it in my five.
0: You talked me into playing this card... I think literally years ago. And I liked it more and more for, like you said, that use case of like, it's just going on black Panther. Like my, my floor is black Panther. This round really doesn't die. Um And lately though, I've struggled to fit it into my 10, especially because of all the new, Wakandan cards we're kind of going to go over a bit later in this episode. So,
1: Yeah, um, I think it could fall out, especially because with Storm's Glow Up, I like taking Storm over Shuri in quite a lot of Wakandan lists. And now with new King T'Challa, who unfortunately can't use this card and muscles out Black Panther, I could see Wakandan setups that just don't have Shuri and Black Panther in them, right? And this card is way better when you have both models on the field. So you have options for when, you, when and where you play it um so yeah i could see this card getting cut right now for me it's on the edge
0: okay fair enough uh now we're going to be covering the two cards in the mbaku box we have jabari chieftain to start with uh it basically is four power gives him a super charge is that an accurate summation of jabari chieftain
1: no that's not what it does at all what? Yeah, it is. <laughs> yes, that card doesn't do that, TT. You're gonna have to read it, or shall I read it to you?
0: Uh, I'll read it during an allied uh, during another. Al- oh, my bad. During another allied Wakanda characters, Mbaku may spend four power to play this card, and advances towards the allied character. The active character rolls two additional dice to its attack roll. Yeah, you're right. It's not a charge. I'm sorry. Uh, obviously, I played this card a lot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> obviously, what
0: do you think of Jabari Chieftain?
1: This card's yeah. better than I thought it was. So. This card is really interesting because in the right circumstance, its power level is incredibly high and it combos really well with Wakanda Forever. The problem is, or the restrictions, it's one of those high cost, high upside cards. Because firstly, four power on M'Baku is a significant amount of power. He doesn't generate power especially well. His spender costs four power and is sensationally good. And his throw costs two power. And you want to be using that as much as you can. So the four power is huge, right? That makes it hard to use this card when you want. And to also get a good activation of, out of M'Baku um, at some point in the round. The second thing that's challenging is M'Baku has to play it in another character's activation. So you have to either like activate M'Baku, save up the power, and then in your next activation play it. Or you have to, before M'Baku is activating, be sitting on a ton of power, right? And those two things are awkward when it's a four power, right? So like, you, a lot of the time you're like, I would like to play this card, but Umbaku has not got the right amount of power. And if I activate M'Baku, it's not the right time to use it. Um, then when it comes to the effect, honestly, I've found M'Baku advancing towards the enemy character medium to be pretty marginal. Because once again, it's outside of his activation. So like, yeah, there have been times where moving M'Baku has been useful. But like advancing towards your friend is nice, but it's not a four power worthy effect. And oftentimes it's not actually really helpful at all, depending on the circumstance, depending on who you're playing it on, because there's no range limitation, right? You could play it on Black Panther on the other side of the table, but you could want to leave M'Baku where he is. So for me, the move is marginal but the dice are incredible. Um, The active character adds two dice to all of its attack rolls, this activation. So the synergies there are Black Panther's, Mantle of the Black Panther, means he gets to re-roll those dice. Yeah. Wakanda Forever gives your model an extra attack that gets to benefit from these dice. And Storm, with her beam and area attacks, get to add dice to all of those. Right, so it's really good with Storm or Black Panther in particular, and really good with Wakanda Forever. Right. Apart from that, I mean, like it's perfectly nice to give Killmonger even more dice if that's what you want to do. It's a bit of a waste giving it to Shuri with her one damage cap, but like the potential damage for this card is absurd when it can be combo- comboed with like Mantle and Wakanda Forever, and suddenly Black Panther gets to make like seven dice re-roll any builders three times do you know what i mean like the multiplicative effect is crazy
0: i don't remember why but i logged this away in my head is not playable
1: it's very uh, playable it's just really hard to play it if that makes right, sense Right, and i don't like, know why i did that super it's super niche to play but when you play it oh boy it's like a nuclear missile, right? Your character just... If M'Baku can set them up, your character just goes off and has a sensational turn.
0: Hmm. Yeah. It's a good thing we're going over the cards. Yeah, I would definitely sleeve it. Uh, I understand what you're saying. M'Baku struggles with power generation. I think the medium advance on M'Baku would be fine, right? He is pretty horrible action economy, but...
1: It's just because uh, yeah, it has I, to I get towards your ally. Like, situationally, it's fine, but it's very yeah. hard to set that up in a way you really want. That's
0: fair, that's fair. I and mean, it's not the reason we're using the card, right? Like you said, you're, you're using it to two additional dice as many times as possible, right? So
1: so it's a good card. I'll be honest though, TT. I have just recently cut it for my 10 Ooh. because even though it's good, it's hard to consistently get it off in a game. And the pressure on Wakandan cards is so high that I've just found that I can never justify playing it because it's a card that I always want when I'm playing on Baku but never feel like I need, because I can't reliably use it as part of my plan, if that makes sense. I can't say, okay, I'm definitely going to, at the start of turn three, I'm going to play this card and boom. Yeah. Now, technically you can combo it with Spirit of Wakanda and you can make it part of your turn two game plan. And I think that is a reason to play the card. Um, But right now I'm not doing that. And so I'm cutting it all
0: right fair enough i think i'm gonna tentatively sleeve it especially since i forgot what it did uh but maybe maybe i'll be back to you maybe we'll cut it in a week here
1: i have to Uh, say i think if you haven't played it it's a fun achievement to unlock is play in with black panther and just keep running that card with wakanda forever until you get to live the dream with the outrageous black panther activation that takes out multiple enemy models
0: all right next up as a spirit of wakanda uh it's a modal card Uh, a wakanda character may spend two power to play this card the character that played this card may immediately use one of the following effects. There are three effects. All other allied characters within two may remove two damage from themselves. All other characters within two of this character remove all special conditions. All other allied characters within two may gain two power. Pat, what do you think of the spirit of Wakanda?
1: So this card is really worth talking about because I think it defines Wakanda alongside Wakanda Forever, and we need to be aware of it when we're reviewing these characters coming up in this new set, right? Like, it's got a lot of modes. The mode that is used most frequently is you combine it with advanced R&D and you use it as the first thing you do in the first turn of the game, right? So you activate a model who is could be anyone on your team, right? They play advanced R&D and they give their power to a Wakandan. That Wakandan then has two power and they play Spirit of Wakanda, right? Because you don't have to play it in your own activation, Right? They play Spirit of rocunda and they give everyone else on the team two power, including the model you've activated who spent their power on advanced R&D. You with me, TT? So for those not keeping track, that means if your whole team is in this range two bubble when you deploy, so you set up your whole team in the middle of the table, your model that activated and played advanced R&D ends up with one more power than they would normally have. So for most models, they go start at one, go to zero, then go to two, and they have two power to then continue their activation. The model who played, Wakanda, uh, who played Spirit of Wakanda has zero power. And all your other models have two power more than normal because they're getting the bonus power from Spirit and they haven't spent anything. So for most models, that's three power. For some models, it's more, right? And that sets you up. It costs you two tactics cards, Advanced RD and and Spirit, but it sets you up to have an incredible round one because models that activate in round one with three power can do lots of outrageous things, right? Throws are online. Pushes and pulls are online. You can often... Um, do superpowered movements and places, and you can often combine all of those things while also interacting. And you can project a lot of threat. You can exert a lot of control. You should expect to be ahead of your opponent at the end of the first round of the game, right? You should be expected to be in a better board position and ahead on victory points. But the downside is you spent two tactics cards to do it. It does supercharge Wakandan characters, though. And that's why it's important to keep it in mind because when you look at any Wakandan, you have to remember well, they can activate in the first round of the game with two more power than normal. And that can really change what they can do in the first round.
0: Well, it's not only Wakandan characters, right? You just have to have a Wakandan character play the card.
1: Right. But what I mean is, when we review these new characters, they have access that's to these, fair. Right? That's fair. whenever they're in the game. Um, the other thing I would say is. You can play, obviously, a bunch of different modes later in the game, right? You can pass power out, you can heal, you can remove special effects. Those are all fine. Like, the card is worth taking for that effect, but it is fiddly because it's only range two and the model playing the card doesn't get the benefit. So it's quite hard to be in a situation where the card feels amazingly powerful in that circumstance, but it is, like, useful right? Like you can play it as kind of a patch up effect where you spend two power, you heal somebody at range two for two. I've done that before and it's okay. So I've had situations where for whatever reason, I didn't want to turbocharge my team on turn one and I've still played the card, but saved myself having to take advanced R&D, right? And I've just played it as a value card and it's been okay. And at that point it's kind of mediocre. It's playable, but it's not incredibly exciting.
0: Yeah, I've never personally liked it that much as the value card. Um, I do think it's a good shout that it does take two tactics to do this, but it's such an... uh, Oppressive might be the word. It's such a huge advantage.
1: It's massive. The amount of
0: power you end up with there.
1: It's absolutely incredible. It's really defining of Wakanda in the metagame because they're able to keep up with or outpace all of the fast scoring teams because of this massive power injection. So they they are up there with the best fast VP scoring teams because of Spirit of Wakanda with advanced RNG.
0: Yeah. So uh, we're both sleeving the Spirit of Wakanda, and that brings us through all the existing Wakanda cards out there. Uh, so we didn't hate any of them. There were just some where we think maybe are fiddly or possibly have just aged themselves out. So um,
1: yeah, and basically it's because. Wakanda Forever and Spirit are so good. Plus, Spirit needs advanced R&D to work. That's three of your tactics card slots. So Mm -hmm. you only really then have two left. And that's why Vibranium Shielding and Jabari Chieftain, they're playable, but do they make the five? Mm, Not very frequently.
0: And we will want to keep that in mind as we go over the new cards from the T'Challa and and, uh, Killmonger box here. Let's start with Killmonger. I think he's a little more straightforward to go through. It's Killmonger, Usurper. Uh, criminal syndicate and Wakanda affiliated a four threat, Beater four three four defense six stamina on his healthy and injured size size two cost you four medium mover he's got an interesting offensive suite here uh, we have vibranium weapons range two five dice energy attack wild pierce power equal to damage done is a range four four dice physical attack a flat builder and if the character is within two it may not modify its defense dice during the attack. We have, uh, I'm not going to try to say that, Something Fury, uh, range three, six dice, three costing spender, add dice equal to the character's current damage. Uh, this character, so we're talking Killmonger's here, this, uh, excuse me, the target character cannot modify its defense dice during the
1: attack. Pat, what do we
0: think of the top half of Killmonger?
1: So his top half is kind of going right for a 4th threat, I think. Having four, three, four defenses and 12 stamina is... All right. It's not hyper tough by any means in the, in the modern metagame, right? If you don't have damage reduction, you're just not that tough, but it's totally reasonable. Um, and it's nice to have a fourth threat recundant that doesn't have a glaring weakness in some form. Um, and then his attacks well, his builder is identical to original Killmonger. Like mm-hmm. a five dice pierce builder is okay in isolation. It's once again kind of going wait right for a fourth threat, but nothing special. Covert argue- armament. Covert Armament being only four dice is not very good, but it's situational, right? It's a long-range attack and it gives automatic power. So you're going to know when you want it, right? You want it when you need to keep Killmonger at, at the back and you just want to build his power, right? You don't care about the damage you're doing. You're just having a, a quiet off-turn with Killmonger, biding your time. That's when you use Covert Armament. And then Kiluna's Fury, I think, is a pretty good spender. Range three is really nice. Um, stopping opponents from modifying their defense dice is situationally useful. Um, and I like that he's got two attacks that do that, right? So it gives him a niche against models that re roll a lot of defense dice. But importantly, this model has six stamina. So after you've taken a little bit of damage, boosting your attack up makes it really good, right? If you've taken one damage, range three, seven dice for three power is kind of going great right for a spender. And then anything above that, the spender starts to look really good.
0: Yeah, I don't love the spender. Just when I compare it to Vibranium weapons, I just don't think it's that huge of a difference. Um, Yeah, again, it only costs three. It's pretty cheap.
1: Yeah, I think it's worth calling out that it has one very obvious and powerful combo, which is the no matter the cost card, right? Where you take damage to reduce the cost of your spender. So Killmonger can take three damage, and then this car, uh, this attack costs no power and does nine dice. All right? That's pretty good.
0: hmm Yeah. I, I just, yeah, my threshold for where I wanted is probably closer to eight dice, uh, but... Uh, let's keep going. Let's skip his leadership. He's got two other uh, abilities here. We've seen them in other names before. We have Pounce, which is an active superpower. Cost two. He throws himself short. He does not suffer damage for the collision. Uh, superpower can only be used once per turn. Pounce is obviously incredibly powerful. And then we have mm-hmm. Untamed Force. Two cost reactive. After an attack targeting this character is resolved, it may use the superpower. If the attack is within two, the character may make a vibranium weapon attack targeting the attacker. The superpower can only be used once per turn uh what do we think of his superpowers pat
1: so like you said pounce is great very very good ability that we've seen before um like a variation on a charge like it a lot untamed force is really interesting um i think we've seen it on Sabretooth before where he could combine it with aggressive and it's definitely much better when you can combine it with aggressive right because as it is this is a kind of de- Defensive deterrence ability, right? Where you're punishing the opponent for attacking you, but only within range two. So this is like it's a situational defensive ability against characters that attack you from range two. It's pretty good, but that doesn't come up that often.
0: Yeah, I mean, you can use it when they're not in range two. It just doesn't do anything. Yeah, I, I think untamed force without any kind of out of turn movement shenanigans is pretty mid, and it doesn't really excite me.
1: No, I mean, what combos do we have here? You could put him in shield to get aggressive. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it's whatever. This is not the strongest part of his card.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. So uh, I do think Pounce is really good, though. Uh, I don't I don't think we need to belabor the point too much. Uh, no. Portman's charge movement has damage associated to it. I just think it's a good card.
1: Yeah, I mean, this guy's play patterns are pretty clear, right? It's very aggressive. His way of impacting the table is he does damage to targets. And you want to be getting in close, um, doing as much damage as possible. And then when they retaliate against you, you want to be able to hit back with Untamed Force or hit harder in your next activation with Kaluna's Fury. So this character is a brawler.
0: Yeah, and we've talked about it before. Like The number of brawlers in the game is high. (laughs) It's a very busy archetype. Uh, and, and I don't see anything remarkable so far about him coming into that fourth rep brawling, uh, category, so to speak, probably the most impactful thing he has on him is he's a Wakandan, which obviously just synergizes a lot with the cards we previously spoke about. So he does bring a leadership and it's wordy during the power phase, choose up the three allied characters, give each chosen character an herb token. While a character has an herb token is attacking, it may spend its token to add one die to the attack roll. At the end of the round, when removing activated tokens from characters, remove all herb tokens from characters. A character that has an herb token removed in this way suffers one damage and gains one power. So, Pat, what do we think of Strength of the New Generation?
1: It's interesting. Um, Of course, I don't know about UTT, but for me, I immediately start comparing it to Star-Lord's leadership because that's also three tokens. Um, But it's not really the same thing, so maybe it's an unfair comparison. Gaining one attack dice is useful. It's not huge, right? Slightly better than re-rolling one dice. Not as good as re-rolling two. Thanks, Star-Lord. So that on its own is not a great leadership right giving three of your models this effect over the course of the round is i would say below average but then it's definitely useful um and then you get this kind of consolation effect where if you don't use it for damage um as in to do extra damage then instead you suffer damage but gain power i think it's worth mentioning you don't have to hand this out so you can not you pick up to three so you don't have to give it out But if you're giving out on round one, you're probably expecting to take damage and gain power from it in round one and set yourself up for a powerful round two. So it has that kind of alternative mode that um, something like, well, the other leaderships just don't have, right? It's kind of like a worse Guardians leadership, but with the second alternative mode. So you've got more options, but less raw power.
0: Yeah, I mean i think it's worse than guardians by several steps um i do think the most appealing thing is starting that round two off with additional power right if we use spirit of wakanda to juice up our round one we can use strength of new generation to make sure we have decent power for round two Mm -hmm. and then round three and four i my leadership is fine um yeah this doesn't blow me away i it's the three characters seems very bizarre to me um I don't think the effect is that strong, and then we're further limiting it by the amount of characters on the board. Obviously, we can't use it defensively. It's just for an offensive thing. And gaining a power is great. Again, we're only doing it to three characters, and we're taking three damage. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It just doesn't... I think it's pretty bad.
1: Yeah, I mean, bear in mind, you're getting to choose between these two effects, right? And some characters can do one, while others do the other, right? So... I think it's a fine leadership, but it doesn't have any particular synergy aside from maybe like characters that heal themselves after they've been damaged. Um, yeah, I I, I agree. It, it's not super exciting to me. I, I'm pegging it as a below average leadership. Having said that, it's one of those kind of free roll leaderships that you can just play with and you can get a benefit from. So there might be times when you're choosing to play it just to make your affiliation work or something like that
0: yeah and i mean it works on characters who are still dazed right because we clear days before we clear activated but yeah i I don't know i just
1: the impacts are pretty mid
0: i'll verify that ruling in a minute i'm not sure about
1: that i think that's worth checking yeah there's little synergies right so for example you can play it with rhino and he can take a damage to gain two power because of ornery Maybe that kind of synergy is interesting. You know, you set up Rhino so that he can steal in round two with this as a robbery. That's pretty cool. Like, but yeah, the fact that you al- already have power gain, um, gain from Spirit of Wakanda, it's like, yeah, le- letting Rhino steal on turn two would be really cool. Except with Spirit of Wakanda, he can steal on turn one. So, yeah, okay. that's right.
0: Um and there's obviously the cost, right? I, I like the other Wakandan
1: leaderships, but we can talk more about that later. So S- Setting Black um, up to steal on turn two? like There's definitely things this leadership I does. Setting up that are to steal on turn two? Yeah, because you're giving her a bonus power with the herb, right? So she gets one we, from her first power. We can phase. already.
0: So, so, again, yeah, so once we again, Spirit of Wakanda do the means you better don't need any of power this. Gen- that's my issue.
1: Yeah. But if Spirit of Wakanda didn't. If you'd exist, like to
0: be a turn yeah. <laughs> slower but have two more tactic slots, then it's a fine leadership.
1: Yeah. Like I think this leadership is interesting and not not awful, but I agree it's not the most powerful either. Yeah, which is kind of how I feel about the character in general.
0: Yeah, the character I I agree with you. I think the only reason I've ever considered the character is because I just want more Wakandans in my roster. Mm-hmm. But the Wakandan roster is pretty wide now, um, and honestly, base Killmonger is pretty tempting if I wanted to go with a four point brawler.
1: Yeah, one thing I would say is both Killmongers fill a similar role, right? Where they're both just do damage and don't Mm -hmm. do much else. I think original Killmonger is more focused and better at dealing damage to a single target. This Killmonger, though, is more mobile with Pounce and um, is a little bit more resilient, not massively. Um, And also has this interesting niche of being good against things that um, manipulate their defense dice. So... I think he compares okay to original Killmonger. I think they're fairly comparable and you could play either of them. If you can afford to take Usurp the Throne though, I would much rather play the original Killmonger because I love that card.
0: Yeah, if you can afford to take it is a big question though. We talked about how powerful the Wakandan cards are. We didn't even talk about Usurp. So yeah, I think Killmonger is fine. Yeah, he's not blowing me away.
1: Yeah, can we do a quick check? Wakanda Forever Synergy, not especially with this guy, right? Like an extra Vibranium weapons is nice, but there's no special synergy there.
0: Uh, I do like that he has two zero costing attacks. Like, I like that he's probably going to be able to make an armament attack, pick himself up a point of power. So I...
1: Yeah, so he gets like a freebie, right? Worst case scenario for him, he spends a power, makes an armament attack, gets the power back. Yeah. Yeah, so that's cool. Um, And I think it's worth mentioning that Spirit plus Pounce is a good combo, right? That sets him up to do good things on turn one.
0: Yep, I definitely agree with you there. All right, let's jump over to T'Challa. We got about 20 minutes to wrap up King T'Challa here. Uh, and there's a lot more to talk about. He is a four, four, seven stamina, five cost, size two long mover. Uh, he is vibranium spirit, energy attack, range three, six dice, power equal to damage done. If the target is within two of this character, this character may reroll up to two of its attack dice. That is insane. And there's more text. If it is not, after the attack is resolved, the target character, if the target character is size three or less, push the target character towards this character short. We also have a forecasting physical spender, range 2, 8 dice, wild throw, size 3 or less, may throw a medium. And then every time we use the spender, after the attack resolve, this character may advance medium. What do we think of the top half A King T'Challa? Uh
1: Sensational. His attacks are awesome, right? Okay, he's a 5-threat character, but even for a 5-threat, this is the kind of power level that I want for attacks. Um, Vibranium Spear is very similar to Magneto's Builder. Right, And Magneto is a, a six-threat character. Uh, this is almost identical. It has slightly fewer rerolls at close range, but it's also energy. Really cool. Um, and the Panther's Fury is just a very good spender, right? Having a throw, having a move, having a lot of dice. It's just what you want from a spender, which is a big impact with good action economy.
0: Yeah, I think the top half's great. I mean, his spender has to be amazing because his builder is so good, and I, th- I think <laughs> it is a really good spender. Yes. Um, Yeah, T'Challa's... <laughs> the top half of his card's great. You, If he only had this, I would still probably play him, but then he has some meaningful superpowers as well down there. Yeah, uh, worth
1: noting to- that the two attacks combo with each other, right? Because um, the builder is longer range, so you can pull into range... Well, obviously, the builder combos with itself, as in you can pull someone towards you and then reroll dice up the, up the yep. second attack. But also, it combos with Panther's Fury because you can pull them into range to make a Panther's Fury attack, or you can throw them uh into um, a longer range if you want to keep moving them around with Vibranium Spear. Like, you can do interesting shenanigans with these two attacks.
0: Yeah, there's a lot going on there. Um... Yeah, we have Bound, which is a active superpower cost three, places characters within two, and the next Vibranium Spirit deck, this acceleration gets two dice to the attack roll. Superpower can only be used once per turn. Uh that's an amazing charge effect. We have Royal Rebuke, two cost reactive. After an attack targeting this character's resolve, the attacking characters in three. Uh you may use a superpower, you roll some dice on super good stuff. The character takes one point of damage.
1: Yeah, we've Find, seen this before as counterattack. Yeah.
0: And then we have Defender of Wakanda. When another ally character is dealt damage by an enemy effect, this character gains one power. I'm just going to read that again. When another ally character is dealt damage by an enemy effect, this character gains one power. Um, I think his card's absolutely amazing. He's ridiculous.
1: Yeah, I think the one thing he... Okay, yeah, so it's some interesting things here, right? Because like Bound is so much worse than Web Swing. On the spider people, right? Where they spend two power to place range three and get two more dice. He spends three power to place range two and get two more dice. But you know what? I don't care. Even at that cost and that effect, it's a great power. And because his builder is so good, like contextually, it's a fantastic superpower.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's the difference though, right? It's like vibranium spear is absolutely incredible. And his primary goal is to just beat people in the face versus the webs, right?
1: Yes. Um... And then his output is depending on a three-cost bound and a four-cost spender to maximize his damage. But that's fine because Spirit of Rakunda exists, but also Defender of Rakunda and his builder giving him tons of power. Like, this guy has a lot of power to play with. He gets off to fast starts where he can reasonably expect to make a powerful builder attack on round one because of Spirit of Recunda giving him enough power to bound. He can long-move bound. Stab you for eight dice with two rerolls, right? And generate a ton of power and then be off to the races. So, this guy is a really powerful assassin that can go long ways and do huge damage wherever he wants. And I really like that. Um, I think his one downside is his survivability is not very good. Like, for his threat, he's pretty fragile.
0: Someone asked us a few episodes ago if, like, the way you envision a character in the comic book alters how you play them on the table. And I've seen a lot of people expect him to be Black Panther durable, and he's not, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and I do think that's an important distinction to point out, is he, he will explode. He's going to take people with him, but he's, he's not original Black Panther.
1: Right. He doesn't have any of Black Panther's defensive shenanigans. He's got a good base stat line, but that's the only thing he's got going for him. And Royal Rebuke, I mean, it's fine, but yeah. it's not doesn't really going to dissuade people very much, right? Yeah.
0: If anything, it could help you die. You're giving them power. Yes. Um, and we've talked about it before. If all you have is a stat line, then you're just not a resilient character anymore, right? right. The, the game has far surpassed where defensive dice and stamina are going to keep you alive.
1: Yeah, but this guy is quite different to original Black Panther. Because he is a very high damage output assassin, and Original Black Panther is a bit more of a generalist, right? They're both fast, but Original Black Panther is a bit tougher, has a bit of control. Whereas this one is, I mean, he's also got a bit of control, but he's really all about this really high damage output that's very scary for your opponent.
0: Yeah, I think T'Challa is one of the premier assassins in the game, right? And mm-hmm. like you said, Original Black Panther can have one or two turns where their damage output's respectable, but. Nothing like what T'Challa's putting up.
1: Yeah, and I think T'Challa's exciting because of the way he transforms Wakanda in that way, right? Like Black- Wakanda under Black Panther is kind of good at everything, right? Because Black Panther is such a good generalist. And then Wakanda Forever helps with that, right? And with, with this new King T'Challa, you can combine it with models like Killmonger and M'Baku, and suddenly you're all about fighting, right? In a way that original Wakanda... You know, the old school Wakanda of like Shuri, Akai, Black Panther was not. So that's cool. Quite transformative.
0: So he does have a leadership strength of the ancestors. Once per turn, when an ally character pushes an enemy character, if that character contacts a terrain feature during the push, it suffers one damage. It is, in fact, the leadership.
1: I really like this leadership because it's so novel and cool. And it's one of those synergy leaderships that makes you think, oh boy, how can I get the most out of this? And that is really fun. Okay. Listen, TT is scowling at me.
0: now. I'm not scowling. I just, so worth pointing out, you can't take original Black Panther's leadership, obviously, because we're playing T'Challa. So we're limited in leaderships. We just talked about the uh, weed dealer in Killmonger, that we're not thrilled about. So it comes down to like how much do you like Mbaku's leadership?
1: Yeah, and I like Mbaku's leadership. Okay, if I were to rank the leaderships, I have original Black Panther's best, mm-hmm. Mbaku is second, mm-hmm. and then Killmonger and New Black Panther question mark, both at the bottom, both kind of interesting. Killmongers is more generalist, whereas this one requires you to have a lot of pushes. The more pushes I have, obviously, the more I like this one compared to Killmonger.
0: Yeah. I think it's fine.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: It could not exist on his card, and that would not change my opinion of him.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's a shame that you can't play original Black Panther with this leadership because original Black Panther is so good at pushing. So your Recundance that push, right? You've got the builder of this guy's attack can Mm -hmm. sometimes push, but it is towards himself. So it's a little bit tricky to set that up to hit terrain but you can do it. You've got Shuri where this leadership is really good. It gives her one extra damage a turn in a lot of situations, but she's Mm -hmm. not exactly a high damage piece, but it means her pop can do two damage to a target instead of one. It's quite cute. And then you've got M'Baku's builder where you've got like a wild push or a crit push. You've got like whatever, you've got a a chance to push.
0: But M'Baku doesn't have a size restriction.
1: Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Um, And that's it, right? For Wakandans that push. Correct. So you've got those three models if you want to build around this leadership and then you're taking unaffiliated options. And obviously yeah. there's loads of good unaffiliated options that push. You know, you've got like Toad at two threat. You've got models like Ghost Spider oh, with Webline at three threat, right? Or all the spider people with their impact webbings. You, you, as you go up, there's tons of options. You've got like the Iron Men who all have pushes on their attacks, three threat, four threat, six threat. You've got all kinds of options. So you can do fun things with this leadership.
0: I think that's a good way to put it. It's a fun leadership. I also, the reason, one of the reasons I scowled is like, I don't think you should be able to, like if you could take Black Panther and King T'Challa, that would be
1: an insane fast
0: flank that you're setting up. Uh, So much
1: going on there. I just, the reason it's worth mentioning is you read the leadership and you think, oh, Wakanda's great at pushing. This is great. And then you realize, oh, but the model that's best. You lost your
0: premier pusher.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. Four tactics cards to go through. Let's go ahead and talk about T'Challa's, uh, because we're on him, we have Bast's Blessing, which is an attack card with Power of the Mother God, which is a mystic attack, range three, six dice. T'Challa may spend three to play the above. To play a card, T'Challa makes the attack shown above. Uh, it is active, worth noting. Before damage is dealt, place this character within one of the target character. Double Wild Hunter's Joy. Choose an enemy character within two of the target character that has not been targeted by Power of the Mother God this turn. This character makes a power of the mother god attack targeting the chosen character. Pat, what do we think of the Blessing of Bast?
1: So we generally don't like tactics cards that give you attacks, right? They're pretty finicky on them. And I feel like in general, this falls into the same thing of like, it's a fine attack, but for three power, I have already got a six dice spender on black panther and a new black panther my builder has the same stats as this attack so i have to really really want hunter's joy in or order the place for this effect. to work or the place effect so i think this is marginal however there is a combo here tt i do like combos the combo is original black panther has mantle of the black panther so it can e- re-roll any dice on his attack making him much more likely to trigger the wilds and set up a fun chain where he can try um, to get multiple attacks with Hunter's Joy, right? And then the second part of that combo is you're in Wakanda, so you can reroll dice with Shuri and you can potentially reroll dice with your own leadership as your Black Panther. And you can get extra dice dice from Jabari Chieftain, Do you know what I mean? And you can push the ridiculous Black Panther-Jabari-Chieftain combo to the next level where you can jump around doing like eight dice, re-roll any mystic attacks to the enemy team. It's kind of fun, but is it really worth all that tactics, cards, and setup? No, it's not. But that's okay. It is
0: fun. And worth noting that, yeah, the three specialty cards here can be used for either T'Challa's or N'Jaka's, so uh are you ready to move on from bast i do think it's fun i think it's a cool achievement to unlock it's not something i'm gonna do multiple times
1: yeah the other thing i, mean, I would t- say 10
0: dice re-roll four looking for double wild to get a second 10 dice attack is interesting it only took three characters four power seven power two tactics cards
1: yeah I mean, you can potentially keep chaining it, right? As long as your opponent obligingly puts all their characters within range two of each other. You're right.
0: If they congo line, you're
1: money. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I think you can do it for fun. The other time you might want it is if for some reason you really, really want to have a Mystic Attack in your Wakundans and you don't want to take an unaffiliated Mystic Attacker, right? This is the only way to get a Mystic Attack in Wakundar affiliation. Is that helpful? Uh... Mm, Not especially.
0: Not really, because then we have Kaluna's Glory, which is a <laughs> second way of doing it. <laughs> yeah. Active card. Uh, basically, Killmonger may spend three, either Killmonger, uh, range three, seven dice. After the attack is off, the target character loses power equal to the damage dealt. For each power lost his way, an ally character may gain one power. Um, so it's certainly an interesting effect. But again, I'm still not very high on attacks bolted onto tactics cards.
1: I think this one is worth considering. Once again, I think it's better for original Killmonger than new Killmonger because mm-hmm. it can benefit from bonus dice if it's the second attack you make with him against a target, mm-hmm. right? So you can build it up to a uh, nine dice attack with focused on the kill. Um, and that at that point, it's a big attack that's refunding its power cost. But yeah, Um, it still seems like, well, that's fine, but I can just use normal spenders and I'm happy enough. Um, I also want to call out, this has a weird rules interaction because um, you make the opponent lose power after the attack is resolved. So they might be dead. They might be dead or dazed. And if they are KO'd or dazed, none of the effect works. They can't lose power and therefore they don't lose power and therefore you don't gain any power. So this is a big attack where if you kill your target, this special effect doesn't do anything. Now, maybe that's fine. If you're like, well, glass half empty, it's like the power gain is a consolation prize if you don't kill your target. It gives you enough power to maybe make a second big attack into them. But it's uh, I don't think this is amazing.
0: Yeah, I like the power gain the most on it, but the fact that it's finicky and a lot of times you're just going to blitz yourself out of it makes it a bit awkward. All right, next up for Killmonger, we have Synthetic Heart-Shaped Herbs. Unaffiliated Active, You may spend one to play this card. Jada gains the Poison Special Condition and the following superpower. Three cost active, choose an interactive terrain feature or enemy character size three or less within two and throw it. Uh, The superpower can only be used once per turn and the throw is short. Um, We do like throws. Have we seen someone be able to pick up a throw before as a superpower? We've seen cards that allow you to do a singular throw.
1: Right. But we haven't seen one give you the ability to throw. Right. Which is obviously better than only doing it once. This is almost like a reusable tactics card where you can play it every turn. Fair. Um, And for that reason, I think it's quite compelling. I think it's because it's a good throw, right? It's size three. Um, size three short for three is yeah. Yeah, it's just size three, right? It's it's a good throw. Um now obviously key point here don't fall into the trap of the narrative of this card. Don't play it in round one and poison yourself in round one. Wait until you want to do your first throw and play it then. Right? And just in your activation, you pay four for the throw instead of three and you poison yourself right? That is the time to use this card first. Unless you've got a cool way of using the poison, like you're in a Strucker Hydra team or something. And you're like, haha, I eat my herb, then I stab you and poison you. And then I become strong and throw you, right? That would be pretty cool. Um, But otherwise, just save this card to use it until you need it, and then keep reusing the throw. I think this card is quite good. I would play this with either Killmonger, Although I feel like with original Killmonger, I'd still rather have a Zerp.
0: That's my problem. Is like I really I don't love the new Killmonger. I prefer the original. I would almost always rather have you Zerp. So I just have a hard time fitting this into my roster. I agree the card is good. The problem is he already has a great card kind of bolted onto him.
1: Yeah, and the model is a little bit fragile. So investing a card in a long-term effect on fragile models is not not the best so yeah i think you can play this card i think i'm probably going to try it and probably going to find it doesn't make my five very often
0: yeah, and then killmonger also dumps his power really well but you just yes. make more black op strikes
1: yes um new killmonger on the other hand well even then his spend is pretty good pounce yeah is good. i just
0: yeah i'm not as high on him either so it's. um all right last but not least trial by combat An allied Wakandan character with an active leadership may play this card during its activation. Choose an enemy character with an active leadership within three of this character that played the card. The chosen character and the character that played the card roll dice equal to their remaining stamina. The leadership ability of the character that rolled fewer good stuff becomes inactive for the rest of the round. Certainly an interesting card, and I do believe they clarified remaining stamina refers to the current side of the card they are on, correct?
1: Yeah, so it's like, if you've got two health left, you... Yeah,
0: but it doesn't count I mean, the potential
1: health you have in the backside. Right. Yeah, so if if Black Panther is unhurt, he's got rolling seven dice, new Black Panther, sorry, King T'Challa, he's rolling seven dice. And if he's fighting against a kingpin that's taken four damage, that kingpin is rolling three dice. And if he's fighting against She-Hulk... Good luck. It's interesting. Uh, the ability
0: to turn off a leadership is incredibly powerful, but this is... Far from guaranteed.
1: Yeah, I really like the theme of this card. I can see why it exists. as a cool narrative tactics card. It's super thematic and fun, and it creates a cool moment in the game. So yeah, 10 out of 10 for game design. Obviously, this card should exist. How often do I want to play it in competitive lists? Probably not that often, but both... uh, Well, like all of the Wakandan leaders are pretty good at doing damage. Both of the bl- Black Panther versions are pretty mobile. Um, and even the others like, have some mobility and shenanigans, right? Like M'Baku and King T'Challa have seven stamina. Black Panther and Killmonger have six. Like They all have ways of getting two targets and beating them up, which is kind of... What I'm saying is they're all characters that naturally can make good use of this effect. Right, where you have to be near the enemy leader, and they have to have taken damage for it to be really useful. Like your Wakandan leaders can use this card effectively. So maybe it's a card that you play as like a tech card if you're really worried about a certain um, a certain affiliations leadership. Like maybe you're really worried about old Kingpin scoring double this round. So I'm just going to send in King T'Challa, stab Kingpin in the eye. And then almost certainly, once I've done like two or three damage to him, almost certainly win the roll off and suddenly the Kingpin plan falls apart for a round and that's enough to win me the game. Do you know what I mean? Like I can see it being like a cool tech card for certain matchups. I don't just want it as a, oh, I might find that I can use this on their leader and it would be cool if I remove their leadership
0: i think this card is worth talking about unfortunately we kind of got to wrap this up i have a commitments we're kind of bumping into maybe we can talk about this more in the acs i agree with you there are matchups where i like it um i actually really like it. the web warriors is another one where i think it's powerful shutting that mm-hmm. off if the plan is to kind of grind them down i think is impactful but um yeah i mean i don't know wakanda is real tight for tactics cards, as we talked about right
1: Yeah. Worth mentioning, doesn't do anything against um, leaderships that hand out tokens. So, like, doesn't work against New Killmonger, doesn't work against Star-Lord, doesn't work against Mystique's token on the table. Um, Yeah, and if you
0: want to know why, it's because the token has the ability on it.
1: Yeah, and the token's already been distributed. It doesn't disappear. Um, But, yeah, good against some leaders, and maybe situate... Like, I could see it making the 10 if you're worried about certain leaderships.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So... There we go. New Killmonger, new T'Challa. We are high on T'Challa. We are pretty mid on Killmonger. And of the tactics cards, we pr- I like Trial by Combat probably the most. Do you like it or Synthetic Heart there, Pat?
1: I like both. I hope I can include them in my 10. But right now, I'm not optimistic because the Wakandan tactics cards are so good.
0: That's fair. So we do want to thank each and every one of you for listening today. If you're interested in supporting the podcast, you can check us out at patreon.com across the Bifrost. We do uh, encourage you to jump on our discord. Let us know what we got right, what we got wrong, or just talk to us about turtles. You can find that at across the Bifrost.com slash discord. You can of course find all of our work and the work of so many other great content creators at across the Bifrost.com. And until next time, everyone cheers and happy gaming.